0: Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Hope your day is off to a great start. Standing by to join us to kick off the show is Dr. Richard Van Etten, director of the UCI Health Chow Family Comprehensive Cancer Center, and he's joining us to talk about the UCI Anti-Cancer Challenge and more. So tell me, Rick, you have an interesting backstory about how you got involved at the UCI Health. Is it Health K.O. Center?
1: It's called Chow um, that's named after the Chow Family, who's one of our major benefactors. So it's the Chow Family Comprehensive Cancer Center.
0: Got it. Okay. And, I,
1: and I'm the director, yeah.
0: Fantastic. And tell me your backstory, how that? How you got involved.
1: Uh, well, I've been, you know, an academic uh, hematologist, oncologist, and involved in cancer research and teaching and care for many, many years. I was in Boston, and um, I was running a cancer center there in Boston at Tufts. University oh yeah me- Medical Center yes um, but I wanted to run a, a cancer center designated by the National Cancer Institute the NCI and those are special places there's only about 70 of them in the country and there's only about 50 comprehensive NCI cancer centers and UCI has one so um, I, I applied to be the director and they took me and I came out here in October 2013 to Fantastic. be the director.
0: I'm actually familiar with uh, Tufts New England Medical Center. I was an intern there.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. And it's no, an incredible place.
1: I spent 10 years there, yep. Had a, great, had a very good time.
0: Amazing. So tell me about the UCI Anti-Cancer Challenge coming up June 8th.
1: Yeah, so the Anti-Cancer Challenge is a fundraising event for the Cancer Center. And the reason that we do it is to generate funds to support the most innovative high-risk high payoff research that is coming out of the laboratories of our cancer center members and also our pediatric cancer affiliate Chuck Children's so today there's a sort of a crisis in biomedical research funding because the amount of money that the National Institutes of Health has put into biomedical research and particularly cancer research has fallen in real dollars by about 25 percent over the past decade
0: Wow Why why is that Rick
1: well, it's because that they have not received funding increases that have kept up with inflation. And in part, the cost of doing research has become increasingly more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. So that the budget really has not kept up with the cost of doing research. Got so it. as a cancer center director, I have a need to find a source of funding to support those most innovative studies to allow our investigators to generate the critical preliminary data that they need to compete successfully for a grant from the NCI, or from American Cancer Society, or Susan G. Komen, one of those agencies. So that is what the Anti-Cancer Challenge does. It's something that was, when we launched it three years ago, it was new to UCI, it's a peer-to-peer fundraising event, which means that people sign up and pledge to raise money through their friends, their family, their contacts, their social media, and Mm -hmm. it is based around an athletic, a series of athletic Events, mm-hmm. a five and ten k run walk, and also some cycling events. We have a fourteen mile, oh, thirty five mile, sixty two mile, and a century ride, a hundred mile cycling ride.
0: Wow! So that's
1: all centered. That's all centered on at Aldrich Park on this in the main UCI campus in Irvine on Saturday, June eighth.
0: And I know also if people want to volunteer, is there still opportunities for that as well?
1: Absolutely, we have a large a cadre of volunteers that are essential to allowing us to run the event, and we're certainly looking for more, and they can reach out. There's a contact uh, on the website at anti-cancerchallenge.org.
0: You know, I was so touched by this when I read about this event because I lost my dad in 2015 to stage four colon cancer, and uh, there are so many people that are impacted, you know, whether it's personally or it's a family member.
1: So the lifetime incidence of cancer of all types is about one out of every three men and one out of every four women. So it's oh. it's a rare person that either has not had experience with cancer directly or in their family or a loved one or somebody that they're very close to. So it does touch virtually all of us. Um, as you may know, my, my own mother died of cancer. She actually was a breast cancer survivor. Mm, and then um, after beating that cancer, developed uh, uterine cancer and she succumbed to that.
0: I'm so sorry. you p- You probably hear that all the time. I have to say, when I read your bio, I thought it must be incredible to be focusing on something you know you're so passionate about, Un- you know, unfortunately, because you've lost your mom to cancer, but it's you know this life mission it feels like.
1: Well, I was my mother actually died when I was actually uh, a faculty member already. Um, I was uh, so I'd already chosen cancer as a career. I got into it initially because I love the research and the, and the, and the biology, mm-hmm. um, cancer is a fascinating problem. But I increasingly got more and more involved in the clinical aspects of cancer and the clinical research and clinical trials. And those are the, really the only way that we can move um, the needle forward on, care, on finding better ways to care for cancer patients. I My have, mother had a, had a form of cancer that was extremely aggressive and although she did get state-of-the-art treatment It really wasn't very effective, Mm -hmm. which to me, uh, as a cancer director, just illustrates the need for more research to better address these cancer problems.
0: I want to share I was in, when I was living in Boston, I had a friend that was diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he was being treated. He seemed okay. And years later, I found out he passed away from leukemia. So I feel like, you know, people fight and fight, but then sometimes it turns around into something else.
1: Well, I can imagine that probably what this person had was something that we call secondary leukemia. Okay. And that may have been caused as a side effect, uh, some damage done to his bone marrow by some of the chemotherapy that he got. Ah. So this points out a problem that we're increasingly dealing with today, which is that of survivorship. As we are more and more successful in treating and curing certain forms of cancer and extending the survival of our patients, many of them have to deal with the consequences of that curative treatment, Mm -hmm. which persists for the rest of their life. So that's a major area of emphasis at our cancer center and many others.
0: I have a question for you. Is cancer considered an inflammatory disease? Because I've heard things like people who are going through treatment, they should watch the amount of sugar or different things because of the inflammation?
1: So there are many connections between inflammation and cancer, um, both as a risk factor and as part of the disease process. But cancer is not fundamentally caused by inflammation in most cases. It's, I think, a contributing factor. With regard to the metabolism that you mentioned, there's a huge amount of evidence that cancer cells have a different metabolism than normal tissues. They adopt this metabolism to help them better withstand the stresses of being a cancer cell, which is surviving and spreading in a different environment. And in some cases, those differences have been exploited to develop new treatments. There's a connection between altered uptake of sugar, glucose, Mm -hmm. and cancer, and we've known that for a long time because one of the studies that we use. To diagnose cancer or stage cancer is called a PET scan, PET. Yeah. Yes, and that that scan actually works by looking for for cells in tumors that actually take up sugar more avidly than the normal tissues. Now, having said that, there's not yet any evidence that modifying your diet or restricting sugar or lowering blood sugar has an impact on cancer treatment or progression, but it's an area of active research today.
0: Interesting. Um, and the other thing is I read that an alkaline diet is uh, something that people should have. Is, it's, they, I've heard people say it's an anti-cancer diet, but I, I guess it's anti-inflammatory. Have you ever heard of that?
1: I've heard of it. Um, I don't believe that that's really supported by the evidence. Okay. Your, bo- your body maintains its, its acid-base balance, its so-called pH, very, very tightly mm-hmm. through the kidneys and the lungs and it is really pretty, in, pretty much independent of the things that we eat. Interesting. So I, I don't place much stock, um, at least based on current, se- current evidence in that, in that approach.
0: What else would you like people to know about uh, the UCI Anti-Cancer Challenge? I want to give the info. It's uh, 5.30 in the morning to 4 p.m. Saturday, June eighth, Aldrich Park, right here on the campus. Complementary parking is available in the UCI Student Center parking structure.
1: I'd just like to encourage people, first of all, to sign up. Um, there are many ways you can participate. Um, again, you can join the run, walk, you can join the cycling events. It's not too late. Um, don't be intimidated by the cycling. Um, we have very good bike routes, and the shortest route, if you're not an experienced cycler, is really just 10, 10 or 14 miles. Is really just around the block. It's a very easy ride. Okay. I think it's a really, really fun event. It's family-friendly. We have a kids zone, we have live entertainment all day, plenty of food, beverages, um, uh, as I said, live entertainment. So I think it's a really uh, fun event to bring the family out um, and spend the day there. And every dollar that's raised through the Anti-Cancer Challenge goes directly to support cancer research, again, at UCI and and CHOC Children's, so that these grants that we give out based upon the funding have a return on investment of about 20 to 1. So for every dollar that somebody raises, it really has an impact of 20 times, $20, fantastic. in terms of impacting cancer research. So that's I think that's a very, very powerful message.
0: That's fantastic. If We've been chatting with Dr. Richard Van Etten, director of the UCI Health Chow Family Comprehensive Cancer Center, who's been joining us. I want to mention that uh, there is a link on Facebook if people look for UC, UC Irvine Health, and you're on Twitter, at UC Irvine Health as well. And if they visit uh, the website, which is anti-cancerchallenge.org, they can get more information about being a volunteer or joining a team or doing it as an individual.
1: Thank I you went, very much, Sydney, uh, for the opportunity to talk.
0: Oh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. That was D- uh, Dr. Rick Van Etten, and we've been talking about uh, the event coming up where you can ride, run, or walk, June 8th, Aldrich Park on the UC Irvine campus. It's the Anti-Cancer Challenge coming up this weekend. Again, if you uh, visit anticancerchallenge.org, you can find out about being a volunteer or participating as an individual or with a team. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, I have Natalie Spiro, president and founder of the Drum Cafe North America, and she's also a TEDx speaker, and she's joining us in just a few minutes to chat about her incredible organization you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine